Welcome to season two, episode 20. Oh my gosh. Episode 20? Already. Of the IntelliCast podcast brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. Joining me as always is Brian Lamar. Hey, good morning. Yeah, my name's Adam Jolly. Skipped over that part. <laughs> Hello, Adam. Great intro. My intros are getting worse every single week. You're getting complacent. Like, we've done too many shows. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. As always, IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach out to us. On to the Twitters, EMI underscore research, uh, IntelliCast1, my own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly, all one word. If you wanted to email us, you wanted to come on the show, you have a topic for Mount Rushmore, you have something you just feel like we should cover, you can email us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Brian, um, <laughs> social media. Yeah. Have you been dabbling in other things? I have. What do you got? I do not want, I, I am now all in on Parler and Gab. And I am dominating the market research discussion. Very early adopter. Bleeding edge. (laughs) Parlor and Gab. What is Parlor? Because I get my hair cut at a place called a Parlor. Parlor, I think this is a little bit controversial. It was one of the alternatives to Twitter that was started because of the censorship that's been going on Twitter. Mm. And so I think it was like a libertarian guy that started either Gab. Is Alex Jones on it? Alex, I'm sure Alex Jones is on it. Okay. My, by the way, my opinions does not, or use of parlor or gab does not mean a lot of Pizzagate like, talk. Yeah, I, I'm not into that, any of that stuff. All right, I just deep thought, state I was man, an early adopter of parlor and gab. Parlor, P A R L E R, was supposed to be, I think, pronounced parlay. French, <laughs> and All of right. course, sure, the people on there didn't, didn't get that, and so it's just parlor. Viva la parlor! But if you would like to discuss market research news or anything else, I am pretty active. Talk to me about Gab. Is that 1B, 2Bs? 1B, Gab.com. It's a little harder to find, I think. Does it stand for something? I don't know. I think Gab is like, you know, you're just gabbing. You're just gabbing. Just look a couple <laughs> gabby dudes doing a podcast. And so the feeds, I, I'm i connecting the feeds. So if I post on one of those, I'm posting on both. But I'm not posting on Twitter. That's yeah. Right. I just felt like, why start now, right? Give the bird the bird, right? I'm still I'm still active on following people on Twitter. Sure. Just not actively participating. I don't have a, I don't have a presence, really. It's really just your news. It's kind of where mine is for the most yeah. part. Yeah. I get all my news almost from Twitter. Yeah, same here. Twitter, Facebook, Fox News, BuzzFeed, and then like the real news. Yeah. That's my order of how I get news. Yeah, probably me too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, honestly. A little bit on LinkedIn maybe? Yeah, maybe a little like Jezebel or Deadspin. <laughs> maybe Reddit. Yeah. Are you on Reddit? Daily Mail. Daily Mail, absolutely. Daily Obviously, Mail awesome. yeah. I want to know why Big Poppy got shot. <laughs> What's going on with you? Any current events? Um, let's see. No, not really. Um, it's a, my favorite time of summer or early summer, late spring, where it's you have perfect days, right? Like yesterday was amazing. Mid seventies, sunny, wind breeze, cool at night. You can have the windows open. Um, I'm not doing a lot right now. I'm watching some World Cup, watching some NBA finals, watching some hockey finals. So it's good sports right now. It is good sports, and it's kind of spread out a little bit too. Yeah. So like, there has been nothing the last two days. Right. And that's been okay. Yeah. Right. Like no hockey, no NBA, just Nothing catch up nice. on some baseball. You got yeah. the women's world cups usually on during the day. Yeah. And so at nighttime, you, you spend time with your family. Yeah, last night was like, I guess I watch this Reds game. Yeah. I, I played with my kids. <laughs> Is that what people do when there's no sports on? Yard work. They were surprised I was there. 
Uh, let's jump into market research news. Uh, biggest news, and I guess it's market research news. Uh, this week, Salesforce, the CRM tool, purchased Tableau, the data visualization tool, for $15.7 billion. Yeah. Um, I think this is market research news because of all the, I guess, customer experience and consume and experience research that people use CRM systems for, Salesforce being probably the largest one. We've talked about Salesforce integrating with SurveyMonkey already. And then Tableau being such a great data visualization. Data visualization is a huge, yeah. growing piece of market research and storytelling. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about what this transaction means to, I guess, anybody and then our industry? Um, I think it's good overall. I'm not sure about our industry, but um, I hope... It sounds like they're going to keep them separate. Uh, we use Tableau. Um, I think Tableau is great. Um, the visualization of Tableau is fantastic and has potential to be even better. Um, I love Tableau because, I mean, like us, like most companies, have data all over the place, right? So we have our Salesforce data, and we have our own proprietary survey platform, and we have, um, like, our QuickBooks yeah. billing data. And we just can connect it all and put together really cool reports that used to take, you know, 10 years ago, I mean, it could take days or weeks or months or you would never get a report that you can do now. Sure. And so we have the ability to do that like real time and the potential of it and research is just amazing because it's very common for researchers to have data and lots of sources. And then it has just amazing visualization and graphs and charts and you can do all kinds of cool stuff with it. Um so Salesforce, I think that's been a weak spot for Salesforce. Yes. Um, is the visualization. I mean, it's, I feel like even though Salesforce is still a, a giant product, right? Right. But I feel like, and you may agree with this, it's like the visualization of it is still, I don't think it's improved a lot in the last 10 years unless you, you know, buy one of the add-ons like Einstein or whatever and spend right. an extra $100 a month per license. It's just not feasible. Um, but I think it's a good move. What do you, what do you think? I think it's a great move. Um, I might step away from market research a little bit and just think about like Salesforce in general as a tool. And like, I think the majority of people use Salesforce and like that sales CRM type mentality. And I think just some people, different strokes, different folks learn different ways and they need the data visualization that Tableau would give. Um, Also, it's just like, like you were saying, like keeping everything in one place. Um, You know, Salesforce has that tool Quip, which is very much almost like a message board type where everything could be in one place and it connects different systems. But I think Tableau gives like a data visualization along with that. That's really going to help. I'm interested to see like what new statistics it could help make. Like, is it going to help me? Uh, I'm always trying to make up some like magic number. Like you take your calls and your face to face and the average bit or something, you know, come up with some kind of like perfect number to see like, are you good at what you're doing? Yeah. And maybe this will help me like as far as connecting all those dots. I think it will. And like one of the best things about Tableau is I think it's one of the main ways that I know it is through Cincinnati insights. And so a lot of the public data in the city of Cincinnati and our government, which is obviously public data, anyone should be able to access it. And I'm sure a lot of other cities and um, government areas, um, it just lets people use that data. So like yeah. me and you can access the data and build a Tableau report. And so people have built all kinds of crazy reports. Like I saw one another day on potholes. Like you can look at a Tableau report and visualize where potholes are in the city or where um, heroin overdoses were or wow. where cranes are located in the city and just kind of crazy stuff like hospital runs and things like that. Um so I'm hoping that that will be a benefit for Salesforce. So if people kind of kind of use Tableau to access data and build stuff, maybe they can share that with other people because 
that's where I mean that's where a lot of the use of it will be is just like somebody goofing off and connecting data and building a cool chart and then hopefully they share that with everybody else and then we can all use it, right? Right. Um, if you think back, I think last year when we came back from the Qualtrics conference, there was kind of a buzz, or maybe it was just me trying to create buzz, but I thought that Qualtrics with their new consumer research was trying to take on a CRM type system and take CRM type feel. Yeah. Um, and we thought, and I thought Salesforce. Um, how much has this hurt them? Like a, this new data visualization part, because it is such data visualization is such a huge part of market research now, right? Yeah. And it's like, like market research firms, full service firms are hiring on these new pieces. They're getting back into the marketing because it helps with storytelling, yeah. right? Because you can come up, the math's the same. Like we forget that sometimes, right? Yeah. Market research, all the math is the same. No matter where you go, it's going to tell you to buy this or don't buy that. Yeah. It's the storytelling and the, yeah. you know, like coming with the objective afterwards, right? I think this is a, this is a pretty big move. Yeah. And we just talked about StoryMonkey last week or last within the last couple of weeks, we talked about yeah. some moves they've made. They're starting to, they're starting to kind of combine a lot of different resources. I mean, fifteen point seven billion—that's a lot of money. They're going to leverage that, sure, as, however they can. So, I think it's a pretty big move for them. Um, so, look to some surveys through your CRM, maybe, right? And then yeah. you'll have some pretty dashboards coming out of it. That's what I would hope. It's pretty That'd sweet. Be good for us all. Yeah, dashboards. Who would have thought? Like, if someone were to tell you, man, a year ago, that like dashboards yeah. would be like the next big thing in market research. Yeah, you know? it really is, though. Yeah, like I mean, Knowledge Hound. You know, they, yeah. they do a lot of that stuff. And they, they do really cool stuff. If you see them on a conference or you see yeah. a webinar they're Dapercy, doing online. Right? Dapercy, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, watch what they're doing because if you're trying to tell a story, we have so much more ability to do that. And Tableau is one way. And there are other similar kind of competing offers out there that we can use as well. But yeah, as researchers, we didn't have this ability. And I talk about it all the time. that We didn't have like a design element in market research until like just a couple of years ago, like the analysts were building the report decks and the, the ability to build a good report deck that tells a good story that resonates with the person you're trying to present it to should not be designed by an analyst. Right. They just have different kind of mindsets, right? Yeah. I mean, look at our company. If, I, if I'm an analyst and I'm trying to present a report to the owner of our company, it doesn't work at all. Um, so having all this design element, which is now um, creating beautiful reports and dashboards and decks in our industry, combined with the ability of Tableau and other functions that can make pretty dashboards automated. And um, I think just we're just evolving from that perspective just exponentially. We can do so much stuff we couldn't do a few years ago. I'm with you. Man. Oh, nice little couple minutes on Tableau Salesforce. Yeah, Tableau. First first news topic of the day. Kind of nice. Sometimes I get real mad at Tableau and I say it Tableaus. <laughs> I always think that's a nice little joke for data visualization. It people, does break right? a little bit. <sighs> I don't know how. The it just worst. Breaks down. Uh, our next bullet. Oh, close and dear to our hearts. It's about Canada. Uh, new rules for Canadian pollsters. The aim of increasing the transparency of third party. Um, and foreign entity involvement in the electoral process, including differentiation between traditional election surveys and those conducted or commissioned by a third party. Um, so basically what we're saying is their Canadians are putting new rules on their pollsters to try to get more accurate polls. Is yeah. that right? So I think they're trying to get ahead of all the backlash that we've seen around the world. Like in Australia. In Australia. Yikes. 
which that's as that's as far as I'm going to comment on the Australia election. But in the UK and Israel and America and around the world, over and over again. But I mean, the people. I don't even know if Canada has elections. To be honest with you, when is our election? Does anyone even care? Well, what, what is yes. the election? No. So what they do? Here's what I think. How it think it works. We get. You know, we have the Democratic um, things coming up. Yeah. And then, like, they segment out, like, okay, you're in the top 10 of votes, and then the other, yeah. you're in the bottom. So, everyone that's in the bottom, then you go into Canada. <laughs> and you have to... So, Bloomberg has to go into Yep, Canada. and you go into, you're in the Iditarod. Yeah. And then the top three finishers of there go into, you become prime, what is it, prime mailman? Prime. What is the, What do they call their king? <laughs> In Canada, know. then then you have to like collaborate in the form of government. Is that what happens? Of bears, <laughs> like you all get together and like they still wear the wigs up there, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. when they go, they have Parliament. I'm just saying, they have the Queen is on their money. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows what's going on up there. And all joking the aside, it's really cool that they're doing this for the point because there is no yeah. like governing body of pollsters, and right. I think we saw that like in our last U.S. election is that you have all these different methodologies that people are going through, all these different types of polls. I mean, you could call Nate Silver kind of the czar of polls, yeah. and he gives kind of those scores across. But at the yeah. same time, like on any given day, somebody he gives a C yes. could be like Grudge Report could be the most accurate poll out there, right? Yeah, so I think just, it's just oversight on the polling so that. You know, some random guy can't just use Facebook to do a poll, and then a week later, he's the number one pollster in Canada because of some sort of social media thing, and he went viral. Um, try to put a limit on that kind of stuff and put some oversight on the companies that can do polling and some rules around it. Hey, if you live in Canada and you, you're more educated on this topic than we are, come on the podcast. Let's talk about it because... Come on, please. Yeah. By the way, I think Canada did a heel turn this week. The entire nation did a heel Oh, turn. the Toronto thing when they booed KD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they were already... Would that be in the greatest book. heel turn ever if an entire nation went from the nicest country in the world to like, like, yeah? Because you know they are they all they always had it in them. Yeah, they were just waiting. It's just exposed, sneaky evil. You know, um, I'm with you. You know what? Like, so I'm from Kentucky, and there's a small town in Kentucky, not too far from where I grew up, called Rabbit Hash. Oh, and in Rabbit Hash, they're kind of famous because the mayor um, of the town yeah. is a dog. Yeah. How close are we to having an animal prime minister in Canada? Like, really, does it seem that far-fetched? And by fetched, I'm definitely making a dog pun there. That a dog or a beaver, probably, right? Beaver, so, bear, yeah. wolverine. Yeah, some sort of, like... Something ferocious. Mammoth, something you could be scared of. Mammoth, maybe? Yeah. Deer? Those big, those big Canadian deer? Elk? Is that what they're called? <laughs> I think so. A moose. Vote Moose 2020, Canada. Well, why don't we ever Are we get, sure Justin Trudeau isn't a moose? Is, is this podcast air in Canada? Because we never get any hate mail from Canada. Uh, well, most of them can't read. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're all right. Love you, Canada. Love you, Producer Brian. Thanks again for all the help you do. You're Without you, this podcast wouldn't happen. I appreciate it. Producer Brian is Canadian. That's... That's the, the joke, the right? I have nothing against it. Some of my best here, friends are Canadian. He sits here and has to listen to us yeah. on Canada and then edit it and put it online. Isn't that, isn't that kind of the thing to be like, uh, I'm not against Canada. I have two Facebook friends from Canada. <laughs> and they're both pheasants. Uh, last bit of news. Pheasants. Those are in Canada, right? Sure. South part. Regina. Uh, Facebook launches a research app 
to traffic how people use and interact apps and other mobile functions. So this is kind of a big thing with Facebook. They've been, you know, they always track where you're going. They yeah. take some of your information, but this is more like a market research and where they're going. Think of this like yeah. web traffic, pixelization, that type thing. Yeah. Um, could this be like a big thing for market research? Is this something we're going to buy this data to do more market research with? Um, I have some thoughts on this. I think there's a just ad traffic type thing. Well, I have, I have a few thoughts. Okay. One of them is that if Google or Facebook or Apple or Amazon really wanted to get into research, they could just dominate. I mean, mm-hmm. their their market cap is bigger than basically their entire industry. And you know, they all kind of dabble in it a little bit with MTurk from Amazon and right. consumer surveys, but they're not a legitimate um, survey player. But they do have a ton of data. So from generating insights from their data, I mean, massive amounts. I mean, Facebook. The amount of data they have is just unbelievable. We, but we've seen some backlash over the past few years, obviously starting with Cambridge Analytica and all kinds of other things about sure. privacy. Um, and that's the big thing for me is around privacy of data um, and ownership of one's own data. And um, Facebook, all those companies I just mentioned, they, they're you know they're kind of getting in the gray area of legitimate insights and data utilization for marketers and going into getting into um, you know privacy concerns and with with um, GDPR you know there's rumors of fines for them I think Google has even fined a little bit for some privacy stuff and it wouldn't surprise me if any of them were banned right or fined yeah but for they, sure they do have all that passive data and if they can anonymize it and aggregate it and um, leverage it for Purchased by clients. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because that data is out there. Um, but if, and then I don't know why they've never incorporated a lot of surveys into their platform. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think it's probably is like an ad sales type thing. I mean, that's basically what yeah. Facebook is, right? Yeah. Is they make money off of selling ads, the thing, and they can track where you're going and where you're coming from, and they can sell better ads that way. Sure. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You opt into it, and I, I don't know. I don't have like I think you're. Sovereign identity thing is a big thing. You can get paid for it along the way. I don't know if Facebook's going to pay you for it, but yeah. we'll get there eventually, right? Yeah, slowly. Do you have a research rant or a regular rant that you would like to give this week? I don't think I have a rant. Do you, do you have a rant? I do have a rant. It's not research related. Um, it's summertime. Um, the mercury is rising and also rising is my anger Uh-oh. for summer bugs. Winter bugs don't really exist. A lot of winter bugs are like spiders in your house because they're just trying to escape the cold, yeah. you know. Uh, but summer bugs are everywhere. They include yeah. in our we have we have stink bugs. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's always some kind of cicada season, like the 13, 17, 12 year, nine year cicada, yeah. which are these giant drones that drive around, that fly yeah. around in the air, and then mosquitoes. And then I had, I had a giant ant pile. Right. Still the other day, it was annoying. Ants, um, I feel like before children, I had very little interaction with bugs. And now there is bugs are probably, if you think, okay, I'll break them out. Like I talk to Mike Holmes, you, my children, and then fourth is bugs. <laughs> as far as things I talk to and by talking to them, like get out of my house, ant. It is... The fourth highest thing that I talked to, I, and I hate summer bugs. I do like a good like uh, firefly, little, oh, yeah. you know, little lightning bug. Yeah, that's kind of romantic to like sit on a back deck and look out at a field and see flashing lights. And you think about when you're a little kid, you get nostalgic. You start yeah. thinking about what your favorite ice cream from ice cream truck is. Yeah, ah, that that'll drift you away. Yeah. that's a song. Yes. That's a poem of your life. 
but mosquitoes they, they carry diseases yeah once we don't have cures for it. there's no benefit to mosquitoes as far as i know no you know funny story again like if they went away let's get off no the rails here in the world the world would be a better place now certain animals they may be annoying to you but they went away would mess up the ecosystem right but mosquitoes i don't think they would so here's a story again we're off the rails this is great um imagine i'm a six-year-old child yeah. me um and i living on this huge farm and there was this like big bucket that was always full of water like rainwater. yeah and i used to go to that bucket and just like throw stuff in it kind of i would make believe that i'm making these special potions basically because yeah. i was in witchcraft when i was a kid black magic right yeah. that's where i grew up six, we didn't have the internet no yeah, i don't have the internet i i don't have books, really. Yeah, gaming systems weren't really our thing. No. So I'm like throwing leaves and all this water and throwing like sticks and stuff and stirring it all the time. And this is like what I did for fun. Yeah. And then like I notice from that these little like tadpole looking things yeah. in my bucket. And the more leaves and the more stuff I threw into it, the more tadpoles. And they started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then yeah. like they would disappear. And I was like, whatever. I'm making frogs is what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought literally I was making creatures. Like I was playing God at yes. six. What I was doing was I had a mosquito farm, basically. And I had all this mosquito larva that I was feeding and making these super mosquitoes and just, like, eating me alive when I was younger. Yeah, malaria pandemic spreading. Yeah, I think, yeah, I really do think, like, I set some people back. I could be convicted at the age of six because I was making magical potions in my backyard. That's a weird-ass story, but. I've got a bug story. Yeah, I there's an instance when there's a butterfly show. You ever been to the butterfly show? Yes. Okay. Again, very romantic. Yeah. So I went and I realized I have a fear of butterflies. Like <laughs> you walk into that room and you've been in the room. The butterfly is it the room. tongue thing? No, it rolls up. Just like them flying near you and landing on you, I couldn't handle True. it. Like I nearly had panic attacks because of butterflies, which are some of the prettiest creatures in all of. Not up close. Their faces are. Didn't even matter up close. Like this is a bug landing on you. It didn't. Doesn't make sense to me. Just because it's pretty. Yeah. How about the confidence of a butterfly? Yeah. Like I think we think of like the confidence of a bull and all this stuff. Like all that. No, the confidence of a butterfly to come and land on you and then just do like that slow mo. Yeah. Like flat. You know. Go to hell. (laughs) All right. Stay out of my space. Good rant. Good rant. Uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, let's do it, Mount Rushmore. Okay, so um, sports news. We usually talk about sports. Uh, there was a big injury this week. We kind of dabbled on a little bit with Canada was uh, cheering for Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles in game five of the NBA Finals. Right. And um, that led us to start think of injuries. What are like some of the biggest injuries that have happened? Yeah. But then we took a step back. We're like, no, no, no. Let's do just Mount Rushmore of injuries. Yes. It's free to interpretation. Yes. This could be like the best possible injuries you could have. Right. Or the worst, like most annoying injuries you could have. Yeah. Mount Rushmore of injuries. Give me one of yours. Uh, my first one is a paper cut. Okay. Yeah, I got one. I got similar to that. Oh, we're we going to... Uh, Tiny cuts on hands is yeah. what I have. Those are the worst, right? Yeah. You forget about them. Then you reach in to oh. grab a pickle or something. Or like, you're getting some jalapenos for yes. your summer nachos. The most annoying thing because it shouldn't hurt, but it does. And it's kind of bleeding. But I don't know if it's good enough for a Band-Aid and then... So painful. Yeah. I feel like I drink a lot of citrus juices in the summertime, you know, with margaritas or gin and tonic with some lime mixed into it. And you get a little bit of lime on a finger cut and then you're upset. I'm with you. My number one paper cut. 
Uh, I have paper cuts too. I'll then go with a tailbone bruise. <laughs> okay. Like having to, then you can't sit down. Yeah. It's annoying. It takes forever to heal. You can't put a cast on it. You can't put a wrap on it. You can't really tell anybody about it. Like yeah. I can't sit down. Why? I got a tailbone bruise. I fell down on my butt. It hurt yeah. real bad. That's a good one. Thanks. My next one, bloody nose. I had nosebleed and I got <laughs> rid of it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, is that like the worst? Because like it doesn't stop. And then it's like you put it below the heart, above the heart. You shove a bunch of toilet paper in your nose. It won't stop. You're trying to clog it. Then you think it's done. And then it starts back up five minutes. Like It's one of the worst injuries you could ever have. I'm bloody nose. You. And it's just embarrassing. Like how do you get a bloody nose out yeah. of getting punched or something stupid? <laughs> the worst part for me, I always think about like if I get a bloody nose, I would think about this a lot. Uh, I get a bloody nose and then like it's over. But then someone sees like the carnage afterwards. They're like, "What happened right. here? Right. You died? Right. Why are there's like a, a trash can full of right. bloody toilet paper? Right. There's like, like it looks like a crime. There's scene. always like just a random right. dot of blood still on the floor. Ah, like, right. and then I start to think, well, like, what if somebody did get murdered here, and then my right. blood's on the scene? Right. Anyway, that's my biggest fear is being falsely accused of a crime. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, what's your next one? Uh. A side stitch when you're tired. A side stitch. Yeah. You know, like you're yes. running and yeah. you just get a little overwinded and you get the side stitch. Ah, gosh. My oldest son gets side stitches all the time. And he, I see him just like grab his back. I'm like, oh, buddy, that's a, that's a bad injury. Is, it, is that something you can prevent? Like, do you need to drink more water? Is it it's part. It's like your spleen is what it is. Uh, and so, like, yeah, if you don't have a spleen, you don't get a side stitch. But okay. uh, it's something about the oxygen that your spleen gets because your spleen helps your muscles heal. So if you get too exhausted or healed, then okay. your spleen has to work over time. And you need extra oxygen to work. I think that's the medical part of it. Okay. I looked it up because, again, this is in my Mount Rushmore of injuries. I hate them so much. Yeah. I used to get side stitches all the time. I, was, I don't think I get them anymore. Kind of like hiccups. Yes. Like you don't get them after like 25. I, yeah. But really bad injury. Okay. My, Last one, right? No, I have two more. Okay. I, you had overlap. Yeah, I did. Um, my next one would be um, a butterfly attack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a bee sting. A bee sting, which I haven't had in a while, but like a bee stings you. And if you're allergic to them and all of a sudden you have this itchy thing and is there a stinger in there? It's super annoying. I hate them. Uh, my, again, another childhood story. Maybe this could be a segment. Adam's childhood stories. Swimming. I'm like, let's say I'm seven at this point and swimming in an above ground pool, which is awesome. Great. And I'm with like a bunch of like cousins and stuff. There's probably six of us in this above ground pool, which is overflow. Right. Yeah. But um, a bee is flying around. And it was like, go underwater to hide from the bee. It was kind of like a big joke. But my little seven-year-old lungs, plus I get side stitches. I can't even stay underwater that long. I come up for air. I got stung right on the top of the head. And I remember like my mom putting like meat tenderizer or something on it. Or maybe like seasoning salt, like some Lowry's on it. Uh, but I always remember that whenever I see a bee now. You jumped up a pole and stung on top yeah. of the head. Yeah, because I had little baby lungs. That <laughs> seasoning dumped on your head. Yeah, and so I got, I got dry rubbed. <laughs> At seven. Oh, what's your next one? Your last one. My last one is uh, firework injuries. Oh. And that's kind of serious. Yeah. Like that could go a lot of different ways. Like everything from uh, like a sparkler burn, which I always get. Yeah. Or um, touching the top of the lighter after you even oh, lit yeah. something. Right. That's one of the worst. That's or worst. losing a limb from an explosion of a small dynamite. Yeah, that's been done before. I just don't think fireworks are worth it. Too Me much. Either. The risk evaluation of a firework is too much. Well. I'm anti-firework, and it's mostly because we don't live in, like, the 1700s. I have the internet. I have 
4K TV. I can see really cool stuff, and I have really good like audio abilities. I don't yeah. Know, ooh, bright lights on the sky. That should have been, yeah. that should have ended like. Listen here, simpleton. <laughs> there's other things out there. Oh wow! They don't All right. Have, oh, there's coordination. The music. Yeah. Would you rather watch 30 minutes of a fireworks show or make mosquitoes in a large tub? <laughs> right. Right. One of those is better than the other. Uh, my last one. You ever eat something and you bite wrong and you bite your tongue? And yeah. Either you have a bloody tongue. Last week's podcast. <laughs> Last week's podcast. I oh, bit yeah, my tongue it. during it. Yeah. And then it doesn't go away for a while. Then you have to eat differently. And then it's like for three days. You just have, like, it's just super annoying. That's, yeah. that's my last of my Mount Rushmore injuries. Mouth, yeah, I'm mouth sore. tongue. A mouth sore is bad. Yeah. Um, do you have any Everglades you want to talk about? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't write anything down. Uh, I think decapitation. <laughs> Or any type of losing a body part is bad injury. Um, stub toe yeah. is a bad injury. Yeah. Ingrown um, toenail, ingrown hair. Is that is almost the same thing? I think I'm going to those up. But those are both. But basically, so ingrown, a toenail, I think like you almost have to have surgery for. Okay. The hair is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap. Let's get, let's get out of control. Um, anything? Uh, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. To be honest. Father's Day. Is it Father's Day this weekend? Yeah. I guess I'm watching the U.S. Open. Right? Isn't that great? Yeah. I think my dad's coming in. He was like, do you want to go to Reds game? I was like, how about we sit on my couch and watch golf all day long? How's that sound? Uh, what a day. Right? I haven't started thinking about the weekend yet. It is only Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Let's get going. We love our jobs. Uh, that'll do it for episode 20 of season two of the IntelliCast podcast. Um, as always, if you'd like to come on the podcast, if you have uh, some market research news you want to share, if you have an opinion about some of the news or opinions that we share in this podcast, bring it and email us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. You can reach us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, IntelliCast1, or Adam Jolly, all one word. And what is your parlor name? Brian Lamar on parlor and also Brian Lamar on Gab. Yeah, reach out to us if you're uh, on the bleeding edge. And if you're not, then, you know, try to jump on this bandwagon with us. Um, Anything else you want to add before we leave? Nope. Awesome. Have a great weekend, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.